Thanks to Trade Coffee for supporting the morning stream. With Trade Coffee, you get fresh roasted and ethically sourced beans from America's best independent roasters. And Trade Coffee ships to you for free as often as you like, whole or ground. Right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order, plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash TMS. Coming up on TMS, the cleanest rock in Utah. Zoe brings the red on air light. Torso pillow man. What's his power? Hugs. How does Space Force work? You're a collapsing version of me. Dink more pineapple juice. <laughs> Hourglass half full. This panic too shall pass. Space junk larger than a marble. I need a break. You're too nice. Don't yuck somebody's yum, even if it's very yucky. Pooperation for later. You want Chaco in your taco? <laughs> Scanning our noggins with Bill. <laughs> Space Katamari Damashi with Bobby and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. This boyfriend arm pillow is a soft and cozy body pillow that resembles a torso of a man with a comforting arm that cradles and holds you throughout the night. Feel safe and warm in his embrace while comfortably resting your head on his chest. You will love how comfy and warm this body pillow is and you will love the way he wraps around you and holds you all throughout the night. Log on to our website or call to order this boyfriend body pillow. Oh, those bulky folding chairs. The morning stream. You have chosen poorly. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to TMS. It's Tuesday, August 9th, 2022. I'm Scott Johnson. That's Brian Ibbett. Hi, Brian. That's right. Oh, my gosh. You gave him my last name. Now I'm going to get hounded. You're half doxxed. Now we just need the address. <laughs> exactly. Give us your phone number. Give us your social security number. My address is number. 123 Main Street, Anytown, USA. That's right. Come on by. See? <laughs> Uh, we're back. We got a show. It's Tuesday. We're doing stuff. We hope you're all well, wherever the frick you are. And, uh, you know, <laughs> hope you're wow. okay. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Like, you know, it's a, it's a precarious uh, world we live in. You just want to make sure everybody's, it uh, is, yes. you know. That's true. Good point. All right. Good point. I hope you're all safe. Yeah. yeah. Safe. Listening yeah. in the, in the in whatever pr- preferred method you have. Couldn't whatever say pre- preferred position preferred. you like to listen to us in. If it's. <laughs> Curled up in a fetal position on the floor or sprawled out on the couch, whatever, you yeah. know. I just realized I say pre- preferred instead of pre- preferred. Should be preferred, right? PR, not preferred. No. Preferred? It's P-R-E, preferred. P-R-E, yeah, I put a, I, but I did preferred, like P-E-R. Oh, yeah, yeah, don't say preferred. Yeah, yeah I do it backwards. I get, a, get some sort of prevert? Yeah, I'm a, <laughs> how perverted of you. Yes. Um. All right, so. Gonna lay my I'm gonna lay my soul out today a little bit. All right. Oh no. Okay. Yeah, right, bear yeah. it. A little bit. Bear it. Just gonna bear it. I'm not, you know, it's nothing new for me because I've talked about it on the show before. But if you didn't know this, uh Scott Johnson here has experienced uh since he was a kid occasional panic attacks. It's just in me. It just happens. Mm-hmm. And usually out of nowhere. It's not any kind of lead up. It's not like uh, you know, hey, I, I did a thing that stressed me out. Therefore, a panic attack. It right. doesn't work that you way. You can't predict when they're when they're going to happen. No, before. they just happen. And you know what? That's it's okay because after that much time dealing with it, uh, you kind of learn you you learn how to deal with it, and you learn to recognize it. And it's really not as bad as they were when you didn't know what the hell was going on. And uh, anyway, for some reason, yesterday, massive one. 
just out of nowhere. Really? Having a fine day, getting stuff done, had a great show with you, went on to get a bunch of other crap going. Busy Mm -hmm. day, you know, but otherwise uneventful. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, massive panic attack. And it's the kind of thing that just, like, gives me tunnel vision, makes me shake. It's awful. It's really bad. But because I know what they are, I can sort of do whatever I got to do. I can get through it, right? Mm -hmm. Now, these were brand new and, like, out of nowhere. I would probably yeah. gone to the ER or something, you know. Right, exactly. But the fact that you've experienced them before, you 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 know, it's like, all right, this too shall pass. Yeah, this too shall pass. It doesn't you feel like tell. it at the time. I'm sure, like it doesn't feel like it's going anywhere. But yeah, and it's kind of genetic-y in my family. There's lots yeah. of history of it. Anyway, so here's what I did. This is the part that I wanted to tell everybody about because who cares about this? Because I've had them all the time. Um, it might sound a little weird, but here's what I do. <laughs> Yesterday. For some reason, my brain just said, hey, let's go outside during this. Let's take a bottle of Windex with us and let's just spray a rock. Let's go outside. Hmm. There's a big old rock stone in the backyard that has been there since we moved in. You can't move it. Let's just take some Windex normally used for cleaning windows. Let's take that out there and just randomly a a giant rock. That's interesting. That's how I dealt with it. Is that weird? That's a little weird, isn't it? It's a little weird. It's weird. Yeah, I've never, I've never heard this method of kind of. Uh... <laughs> I've never done it before, so this was new. Yeah, um, and I, I think what it is is my, when this happens, I just sort of need to find a thing, a small task, a task. There you go. Yeah, a small a fo- task and then focus, focus on, on it. Sure, exactly. And I could have, you know, I could have said, well, I should focus on my office. It's freaking a mess right now. I should do that. Sure, or whatever. But no, it was like. Nope. Get out into the sun. Get out into the, the open air. Let's, you know, the dog will be out there. Let's just spray a little Windex on a rock. And Carter, you know the rock, the one over there that um, Rainer's always jumping on to bark at the neighbor dog behind the fence. So there. it's a it's a dog. Or it's a rock big enough to support a dog. Is oh what yeah, you're big old big old large rock. rock. This yeah. is no pebble. Large rock. The little dog so, uh, Moira couldn't get up there, but Rainer can jump up there. No problem. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So there's that. Um, what uh, have you thought of doing that before, or what made you think of <laughs> no of cleaning a rock? I don't even know. I didn't even take like a rag or anything to wipe it with. It was just spray <laughs> it and watch it evaporate. Like that, that's the other thing. Is it you are know. you are the shittiest rock cleaner. <laughs> I am never hiring you to clean clean my rocks. I know. Oh you, my god! You'd think I would at least bring a rag or something. <laughs> right. Exactly. Something. Yeah. So I went out there with. Uh, so here's here's how I think it happened. I looked up and just on the counter was this glass cleaner and I went yeah okay I'm taking that and I'll take it outside and let's just spray this rock yeah okay yeah. all right it was now just was like it? I mean you knew you knew that you needed to do some sort of task focus on a task yeah it makes completely it makes it go, separate from everything else that yeah and it makes it go away it just like makes it makes it pass it's not immediate but it's like a nice little yeah. ebb and flow that's really interesting and then I was fine okay. the rest of the day just fine no big deal you know. Oh, this has to be when Wendy, because I know Wendy's out this week, but this has to be a Wendy thing at some point. We yeah, we should bring it up. Actually, that's a great point. It's, it's brilliant. Yeah, maybe yeah. she knows. Maybe there's a thing. Maybe there's a word for this or a book she'll make us read or something. Who knows? Did you? <laughs> or a test, yeah. an online test that she'll make us pay for that she's probably getting some sort of commission for. Um, <laughs> is uh, uh, Do you feel like it helped make the panic attack pass faster than they have in the past? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cool. I mean, but it, cool. but it's always something like this. It's just usually something more practical. Like, um, you know, I might go, I don't know. I remember one time I went and just got in the car, sat there for a second and then got out of the car. That was a little weird, but it worked. Um, 
sometimes I just take the dog on a walk. That's a great way mm-hmm. to clear it. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. a stupid thing. Freaking sucks. Just don't it's... clean the dog with Windex. Don't don't no. try and combine all these things. No, yeah. I'll never do that. Well, maybe I will. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if there. You know, if it's ever bad enough, maybe the dog could yeah. use a little. Uh... <laughs> maybe the dog could use a little bit of wash. Yeah. Uh, the getting out in the fresh air, as Claire is pointing out, is probably you know very helpful too. Any of these things that you do for a. For a panic attack, just getting outside, A, changing your environment, but B, also the fresh air. Yeah, I think the environment thing's a big one. Um, Yeah. Kind of trying to put your brain somewhere else, really, is what it is. Right. So if someone at home can hear this and go, hey, that's not a bad idea. I'm not saying go spray a rock, but I'm saying, you know, (laughs) if you haven't, if you deal with these, and I know plenty of people who do, uh, do that. I know people who have, who get them in just like during these last couple of years of weirdness, like suddenly they came out of nowhere, they would get panic attacks mm-hmm. probably due to, you know, pandemic reasons and all this other stuff. Yeah. Um, those people I feel terrible for because they don't have like a lifetime of having experienced it. And it's very unpleasant. Like you think you're dying uh, yeah. if you don't know any better. The other downside of it is, and this is where my brain goes. If you have them enough, and they feel like you're dying and you get good at managing them, how would you know if a real problem was happening? <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I see. Like, so, what I mean, if you were actually panic dying? doesn't, doesn't, I don't, would you be able to, would you confuse a panic attack with a real problem? I oh, mean, yeah. Yeah, it happens all the time. Like, I, really? that's the problem okay. with them is that they feel like heart attacks. They feel like, um, you know, oh, 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 I see out. what you're saying. Like a real, like a real medical problem. Yeah, like okay. a real emergency medical oh, problem. Oh, sure. Some of them feel like hmm. you're having a stroke, or you just had a, you know, your 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 head. You'll you get sudden migraine on the left side, and you're sure it's like a, you know, you burst a vein or whatever. I like guess the, if you yeah. if you do your regular, you know, do the things that you've figured out going outside, spring a rock, whatever. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to be helping. Take the dog out for a walk, etc. Then it's like, okay, yeah, let's. This is something more serious. Let's let's go. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the, the hard part is being logical in the moment, but you can. Yeah, of um, course, of course. So it's do you, really. Do you it's, tell yeah. uh, Do you tell Kim every time you've got one? Like, hey, having a panic attack right now? Or oh yeah, sure. A, like she's been. Yeah. There have been times where her and I are uh, somewhere, and I'll just be. She'll feel my hand tighten around hers a little bit, mm-hmm. and she'll go. She'll look at me and go, "You have one?" I'm like, "Yeah." But I can usually just sort of, like I say, most people can't even tell that I'm mm-hmm. that it's happening. It's just happening, you know. And sure. a, and a lot of you out there, anyone out there who's gone through these, you know, a you know what this feels like, and b you also know that it's extremely difficult to describe for anyone who hasn't had them. Um, and and some people are like, well, I've been nervous before, and I'm, it's hard for me to explain. It's just not the same. It's like a, uh, I, um, I try. I don't know how to explain it. It's like. If there was suddenly a somebody just ran up to you and put a gun in your face, that would produce these feelings, right? Mm-hmm. But when there's nobody there with a gun in your face and those feelings still happen, mm-hmm. that's it. That's what it is. It's like this sense of like complete doom, utter doom Damn. is happening right then. And so if you're not used to them or you haven't figured out ways to cope, they can be just devastating to you getting anything done it you know can lead to horrible depression like all that other stuff but if you can recognize them for what they are usually it's just like oh shit this again mm-hmm. okay hold on wow you know. Yeah, I guess I've never, I've, I haven't experienced it. I've had, I've had anxiety and I've had what I thought were panic attacks, but I think compared to what you're describing, it's like, okay, I just had some, some major anxiety and not, 
Like what you Not what you anything can, on the level what of you described attack. that one time in Vegas going up to get the awards that one year. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, that's as, <laughs> yes. the way you described that. That's as close as it sounds. Like oh that, god, that sounds yeah, that a lot was like, like it. Yeah. profuse sweating. The 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 uh, walls were closing in. Kind of the peripheral vision was starting to go gray. Yeah, like yeah. it was. <laughs> that's a taste of it for sure. No no doubt. Yeah. Did yeah. you get? No, like, that was the funny hat guy time. That was <laughs> that was the. Um, that was the Hall of Fame award. The Hall of Fame award when they called yeah. you up, right, to go get yeah. yours. And you know what? Easily could have been some sort of imposter syndrome thing there. Easily. Well, know. that's usually a part of it, sure. Yeah. But like, did yeah. you get did you get little tingly fingers or anything? Like your oh, extremities? Everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. You you, you had as close to if, cold, if, cold and clammy everywhere. And, yeah. That's yeah. pretty close to what I'm describing. Okay. So that um, might have been an actual panic attack. But yeah, in that, that case, that one, but in that case, you've got actual stimuli to say, this is right, causing this me is to feel this way. As opposed to out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. The out of nowhere is the, is the debilitating shit part. And you know, one would expect to have, you know, your first time on a roller coaster, you should be nervous. You'd be a little freaked out. Like that all makes sense. But if you're just at mm-hmm. dinner and suddenly you're gripped by it, it's like, what, yeah. what the hell, man? Anyway. Carter, Carter, defines it better right what i had was an anxiety attack as opposed to a panic attack yeah an anxiety attack brought on by panic but not necessarily an out of nowhere panic attack (laughs) yeah they sound like things that should be similar or the same but they're so different anyway so there you go everybody my new advice windex a rock when you feel that one coming on (laughs) all right get that happening all right brian yesterday you spoke about um (laughs) being at the airport and faking a phone call to go in and uh so business. that uh, hopefully no one would tow my car while I took a uh, massive while I while I wrecked the airport bathroom. Maybe your story stuck around in my head and created a, a, a oh, false maybe. panic because you were you were saying that you were getting stressed just thinking. Oh, about it was horrifying! Was just through. that whole yeah. story was like the my worst nightmare. I freaking hate it. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> uh, he we got an email from Jeff Sire, our good pal up in Grafton, Ontario, Canada. Oh, whoops, sorry. Canada! Can't mention it ah, without playing you. it. Yes, please do it right. He wanted to talk about that phone to the ear thing. He says, just to note back up, to back up, Brian's holding his phone to his ear in the airport to avoid notice. When I was in the army, I took my reconnaissance pol- uh, patrolman's course in the late 80s. One of the things they covered was escape and evasion. Uh, essentially, they trained us how to be on the run behind enemy lines and make it safe, uh, make it safely back to friendly forces. Uh, let's see. They brought in a dog handling cops to tell us how dogs would be used to track us, etc. One of the things that really stuck with me is um, was how important it is to carry something in your hands. Our brains subconsciously try to categorize uh, everything, and the idea that ju- uh, was just to lean into it and carry something that made you look like you were part of the scenery. Uh, the thing they suggested was a shovel. People would see you with a shovel and just dismiss you from their mind, thinking uh, you were working on the roads or something. We're so crazy. It's crazy. It makes, you know, totally makes sense. It makes sense wow, to me. Yeah, nuts. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. fast forward ten years to the late nineties, and I run into a buddy who was on the course with me. Uh, let's see, he was out of the army and working in telecommunications. We were catching up, and he mentioned the course and the idea of carrying a tool to blend in. He said it was indeed very true. And when he had his uh, hard hat, tool belt, and toolbox, he became essentially invisible. It's very interesting. So much so that when. Uh, 
let's see, uh, sorry, when they had the G7 meeting uh, meeting uh, in Toronto, that's all the world leaders coming to Toronto, for those who don't know. Uh, anyway, he walked past Toronto cops, U.S. Secret Service, and multiple other security agents without being searched in order to install additional phone lines at the Royal York Hotel where the G7 leaders were staying. So Brian's plan for using a phone to stay unobserved was a good one, says Jeff. <laughs> well, that makes me a little nervous, though, that uh, he was walking around uh, basically invisible at like the meeting of right, the world's biggest like, leaders. Going right past, like, you know. <laughs> I a love lot, it. man. Like, yeah. Jeez. Wow. Okay. Uh, well, when, let's not give anybody any ideas. Don't try this at home because now it won't work. <laughs> when, when was that meeting? Was that a recent one? Uh Toronto. Does he say when the G7? No. Oh, yeah, because you're able to look at the... Uh, I just have to see, but yeah, just curious if that's been the last few years. It just seems like security would have been insane, and the fact that you could just kind of walk around as a, as a worker dude, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Anyway, thank you, Jeff, for that. We also got an email about how space works. All right, so this is important. Okay. On a oh, Tuesday where we have Bobby. 88 or 2010 is when the last time. 2010, was, okay. Yeah, nice. How Space Force works. All right, because we don't know how okay. Space Force works. Yes. How does it work? How does it work? <laughs> Greeting star yeah. and black hole. I like that. Sure. Wait, I you're a collapsing version of me then. Yeah, right? I am. When you collapse, you turn into me. Oh, man. I mean, I'm, <laughs> it's any day now. So. That sounds worse, actually. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. Um, he says, on Wednesday's show, you were questioning what Space Force does. I can answer those questions on a basic level. Spaceport Force Sports Space Force space provides. Uh, he says it provides space domain awareness, tracking everything up there and their purpose. There's a half a million pieces of space junk larger than a marble, and forty five hundred fifty or forty five hundred plus satellites from various countries. Here's some wow. trivia: Luxembourg has forty. Oh my god! Oh wow! No kidding! Yeah. Luxembourg. Uh, it also does space electronic there, warfare. There pieces of, of uh, crap up in the uh, atmosphere from Luxembourg than there are people in Luxembourg. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Like, I'm, I don't know why that's surprising. That's a weird number. It is very surprising. Imagine wow. what we have up there. Like, It must be insane. Watch. Uh, here, by the way, we're about to get a lot, a lot of emails from people in Luxembourg. Yeah, I'm sure they're all listening. Yeah, I'm sure. Let us know. We'd love yeah. to hear from you. That'd be great. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, it says they also do space electronic warfare, missile warning, so, well, well, can we wait, 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 let's can we break that one down? Space electronic warfare. Yeah, so I assume what that is would be like, um, you know, via satellite, the Russians are saying doing oh, something. Oh, okay, all right, gotcha. and we're fighting, and you know, it's like cyber warfare on the. It ground. sounds like some Mattel game. Sorry, <laughs> space electronic warfare. You got me. Only from Mattel. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> New sound from Galoob. <laughs> Galoob. Right. Uh, okay, good enough. All right. <laughs> By the way, Michael, don't don't you know come up and beat the crap out of me because I'm close. I'm a neighbor. Yeah, you're a neighbor. Oh, that's right. He's in Colorado Springs. Well, yeah, can I get a tour of Space Force? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, will they let you up there? Uh, let's see. Missile warnings. Well, that makes sense. Uh, space yeah. launches. Stuff you launch in space. Sure. Or from sense, of course. ground to space. Space electromagnetic warfare. Now, that one I don't get. That's the sequel to the Mattel <laughs> game. That one's on handhelds. It's really good. <laughs> right. Uh, Intel, which is like spy satellite stuff. Uh, satellite communications and GPS. The GPS systems were developed for the military and it's continued to be operated by the military. We just get the side benefit of that. So I didn't know that. That's interesting. That so when you do really GPS cool. on your phone, you're just, you're an ancillary user of that. That's already a... That's already... Yeah, you're, I'm, you're, we're all part of the Space Force really helping with that. Yeah, we all should get the badges with the Star Trek <laughs> ripoff logo. 
Uh, he says, Brian mentioned the Space Force has left Colorado. There are currently six Space, space Force bases in the country, and three of them are in Colorado. I didn't know that. Okay, I thought I seriously thought that, um, you know, when when Trump was mad at us, he said, I'm taking my Space Force bases and putting them somewhere else. And he probably did, but he can't. He's all of a sudden, he's comic book guy, which, which all, is great, actually. He, he, like a lot of, you know, politicians, they'll say... Of yeah. thing and then not do it. So. And then, it would, yeah, I think that's all that was. Pol- politics blaming. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it says, let's see, he's got names for it. Tell me if you know this place. Buckley Space Force Base. Do you know Absolutely, that? Absolutely, yes. All right. Yeah, uh, I didn't realize Buckley uh, is now a Space Force Base. Buckley is. Um, space Force Base. It's fun to say. Space Force Space. Wow, that's hard. <laughs> space Force Base. Yeah. Get, uh, Carter, we need it. new. Uh, we need new animation of. Uh, yeah, let's have Brian and I doing uh, tongue doing, twisters. Uh, <laughs> yeah, all you have to do is just you know change a couple pieces of art. You don't even have to do a whole lot of work. It's no. just uh, piece of cake. Yeah, yeah oh. I do. I definitely know Buckley. That's crazy. That I didn't realize crazy. Buckley had turned into a space force base. You know why? Because the um, all the weed you got there. You got all the weed <laughs> that attracts. It's obscured the... by a green cloud. <laughs> all, all the weed uh, access, and then the green cloud. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he says Space Force will continue to grow. For example, the Air Force Base uh, has nine missile wings and are not currently part of the Space Force. Eventually, they will be. Back during missile wings, that seems insane. They're intense. Mm-hmm. Uh, back during the World War One period, military leaders declared that planes were good for reconnaissance, but did not see. Whoops! I skipped the whole thing with one click. I didn't mean to do that. Uh, but did not see any future for them. Uh, Air Force has been around for seventy-four years now. There are many things cheesy about Space Force, but the mission is the future. Proud to work for the Space Force, Michael, in Colorado Springs. That's really cool. All right. Can I direct your attention to the Buckley Space Force Base website? I'm in. First thing I want you to do, I'm going to give you a link, so give me a second here. All right. First thing I want you to do is take a look at the first picture that comes up in the slider and tell me that doesn't worry you a little bit. All right. Uh, Let's see. Buckley Space Force. Yeah. Okay, the first image. It's a it's a few guys standing around a <laughs> giant hole in the ground with smoke coming up out of the hole. Yeah, like, why is that a space force? That's the community risk reduction program, but boy, is that a scary photo. Yeah, I don't like <laughs> that at like, all. That looks like a sinkhole right, or something. Whoops. I guess, you know what? It looks like a hole. I think it might just be, now that I'm looking at it, it might just be a burnt piece of uh, ground. But it looks like, you know... Jeff Bridges is about of uh, about to walk out of there and make us all run red lights I'm, or something. I'm know? ready for for Starman. Let's do it. Um, yeah, look at this. So this is interesting. Oh, they're yeah, yeah. It's, they're, it looks uh, like it's a grass fire. Yeah, but it does look. It does. It is just a grass fire, but it looks like a, a hole. Like the yeah. black part, the burnt part of the grass is uh, the edging like of it hole. out here has an optical illusion of looking like the edge of a hole. Yeah, on the in the rear yeah. there in the foreground or background rather. That's it. That's crazy. Yeah, it's um, look at all this, man. They got a whole COVID nineteen section. Let's see what they say about that. That's cool. Here at Space Force, we believe in vaccinations. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Well, there you have it. Space cool. Force. All right. Catch it. Thanks, guys. Space Force. That was awesome. Love hearing uh, weird stuff. Yeah, actually, and it did see something about a visitor center. So I'm going to try and uh, check out the Space Force visitor center. Um and uh, uh, get some photos for TMS while I'm there. Oh, I'd love that. You should do that. When can you do that? Do it now. Um, 
Just leave now and go. Just go now. and <laughs> No, for real. That sounds like a really cool, that'd be a cool uh, thing to do. Yeah, so there's one. So next time I'm on the east side of town, I will, because uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, not con- it's not convenient for me, Scott. No, it's, uh, no. But uh, often when I'm lifting, I'll end up in, you know, in Aurora, east of, uh, southeast of the airport. Gosh, I was just really close to there last week. But uh, next time I'm in the area, I will totally. Yeah, drop uh, somebody totally off. The visitor center. Drop yeah. somebody off, turn off your thing for a sec, go in there and let them yep. walk you around, go to the do gift they, shop. Do they have a public bathroom that I could use? <laughs> do you have a space shitter I can borrow? That is the that is a new thing that I'm discovering with Lyft is like, all right, uh, Starbucks has gotten so much of my money because I know that they will let you use their bathrooms. And it's like, well, I'm not just going to go in there and and pee. I've got to I got to buy something. Buy so something. I get a yeah. yeah. So I get like either a, a coffee if it's in the morning or a pineapple refresher or something like that. But they all have to tell you the code to get in the bathrooms and because they have little locks on them. Oh, they have codes, do they? <laughs> they have code little code buttons. Or not a lot, not all of them, but most of the ones I've been to. And so, hey, uh, can I wash out my cup? Because I don't want to say, hey, can I go pee? <laughs> Because I have my own Starbucks cup, and I do have to wash it out before they'll put something in it. So I'm like, hey, can I go wash this out? Like, oh, yeah, codes one, two, three, four, five. Like, yeah. great. Why, why even have that on there? Has anyone written a movie? I know the invention of lying is a little bit like this, but maybe that's actually the best example. But I wonder if there's ever going to be a movie or has been a movie where everybody doesn't have the social mores of you having to pretend like you're on a phone or you having to say, I need to wash my cup out or... Somebody turning somebody mm. down for a hang. Like, let's say you're the, uh, some couple wants you to hang out and you really dislike being around them. I see what you're saying. So yeah, all of like, those niceties and like, so, you know, so like if you're somebody who's, I have friends, I have a couple of friends who are like severely autistic and, and they, they, they present as autistic mostly when it comes to that sort of thing. So they're just used to saying, I don't want to go or I yeah, can't do it. Right. You know, like just say actually right. what they think. Right, exactly. Yes. They should make a movie about that. <laughs> but I always wonder what society would be like if we were just more I don't know, like just say what we're say what we mean instead of dancing around it, you know? Yeah. Because we all do it. I know. I mean, I wonder what kind of, you know, we we just find out that there are times that we kind of all secretly all hate each other. And and oh, yeah. so it's so hard to come back from that, right? It's like uh people that I love hanging out with, people that I consider very good friends, there's just sometimes like, oh, I kind of need a break. And I, I, you know, wouldn't want to offend them of like... Uh, exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah. But what if you did and they also lost the yes. inclination to do the niceties and they would just right? go... Well, that's what I'm saying. I think we would all become very solitary people because <laughs> always in your mind, you'd be thinking of that one time that they needed a break from you and yeah. you'd be thinking... Oh my God! Maybe they really don't like me. They just need a break from me. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, but see, the 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 idea would be they wouldn't even they wouldn't have to wonder. They would know exactly right. what you meant because you they would, would say know what you because meant. right. They know that there's that if I ever don't that if I don't want to hang out with them, that I tell them I don't want to hang out with them as opposed to pre- pretending that I do want to hang out with them. And yeah, yeah, I know yeah, what you're yeah, saying. yeah, yeah. And I and I for whatever reason I just find that. I, I would love someone asked me the other day, what superpower do you want? It's easy to go flying, invisibility, blah, 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 all these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I sometimes think what I want is the ability to change huge aspects of culture temporarily and make it so I don't want anyone to get hurt. But I would love to just say, 
for the next four hours, I will observe everyone only saying what they think and no nice. Like, I want to see the experiment without it actually hurting or altering or effing anything up. That'd be a could, fun power, you know? That would be. That would be. That's what be I want to do. Can I, can I tell you just how much I love Zoe Brings Bacon? Oh, I, love her, I love her too, but tell me why she has earned more love. Because in today. the chat, she just said, check out the movie with Ricky Gervais and Jennifer Garner where people can't lie. <laughs> That's like, oh, you, oh, you that's mean the invention of lying? International red on air light right yeah. there is what that is. Yeah, thank you for being the red on air light today because it wasn't me. <laughs> and I'm happy to. I love you, Zoe. What does Zoe bring? She brings the red on air light. Yep, she brings the red bacon. <laughs> Nicely done. All right. Uh, I had one other I thought that. that I had one other thought I was going to share, but now I'm wasn't now I'm there questioning a lying it. movie about some sort of invention? Something. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I know what I was going to Should I even tell yes, you this? Tell me. Should I, though? You don't want to hang out with me anymore. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. Just tell the truth, Scott. Just See, here's me, here's me worried I'm going to offend some listeners. You know what? I'm just going to tell you. Okay. I'll just tell you. Here's the thing. Somebody the other day said to me, because I said, I called somebody like a poop eater or something like that. I was being sarcastic. <laughs> and someone Were said- Were they divine from, from the John Waters movies? <laughs> no. No. Okay. All right. Good. Uh, raised him. Her. Her. her did. She, did. How was her, she presented as a woman? I. She did was, she though? I thought. I thought it was just like cross dressed. Just an act. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Times. I think it was right. I think it was. It was uh, cross dressing as opposed to. There wasn't like a gender reassignment thing going on there. No. 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 Anyway. anyway so yeah. Um, I said that or something, and the comment back to me via email was. I know you don't mean any harm, but there are actually people who, uh, you know, if you're tr- if you're trying to kink shame people who are into poo poo, then maybe you should be nicer about it. And I thought this. There's so forget about that for a minute. Corpophagia isn't that like the? Is that what it's called? Isn't it's got that a name? Poop, poop eating, like uh, poop if you've fetish. got the kink, is corpophagia or a- sure, like, whatever. Yeah, and to like me, that, it sounds yeah. like a horrifying nightmare, but. Uh, some one man's horrifying nightmare is another. Person's, now I gotta uh, look it up because I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, then this story isn't really even about that. What I wanted to say was my brain goes places, you know, when it's not having an intermittent panic attack, it goes places. And here's where my brain went. Let's say (laughs) you're a, you're a couple, uh, you're, you're a married couple even you're, and you're just really into this, man. You just cannot wait for Saturday night at about nine o'clock because Bill's going to conjure up a deuce and it's going to be, you know, I don't know. But I, but I always wonder, did those, did that couple, were they having breakfast earlier that morning? And did they look at each other and go, hey, you having eggs? Let's see. What else you got there? You got your, <laughs> you got a little uh, coffee this morning. What else uh, over there? So, let's see. You got about 12 hours before all this. Uh, hmm. Uh, maybe you want to eat a little fruit too as well. Maybe. A little, do they do that? Like, do they have those thoughts? Like if they're into the thing later. Are they also into the moments of like, well, we're gotta prepare. What do we what are we having? Probably, right? I oh, mean, I geez. assume so. Ugh. I can't even imagine this lifestyle, but the but the con but the, <laughs> the conversations that must exist around it must be to me, it just sounds insane that they would be like, All right, I'm having oatmeal. Oh, I love when you have oatmeal. <laughs> like what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why my, my head goes there. Right. Could I interest you in some lentils? Yeah, would you like some lentils? <laughs> Have and another serving of corn. Perhaps some uh, <laughs> some cinnamon with your dessert. Perhaps. 
I don't know, man. I, the whole yeah. thing just gives oh, me I the wheelies. Oh, I could go down. A, I could go down. A, I, I knew a woman who. Uh, oh no! Do you know what? I'm not even gonna. I can't even. I can't even do it's it. It's hard. It's hard to talk about. And I'm yeah. not. Look, I'm not shaming. Because I really are, are, aren't. I just don't get right. it. I don't understand. All right, it. I was friends with a woman and a girl in high school who really, really wanted her boyfriend to drink more pineapple juice. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> What a what a golden opportunity for them, you know? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. No. Oh, not that. No, it's uh yeah. Uh Oh. Uh, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> in every oyster you might find yourself a pearl. No, I heard I remember this uh there was a story oh, God, in high school. Claire. Jeez. Claire's gross. It reminds me of <laughs> it reminds me in high school somebody did said that but with uh you you're supposed to chew big red. That was a thing. Really? Yeah. Huh, interesting. I, no yeah. experience. I have no idea. <laughs> but I'm just saying that was a thing because high school's <laughs> weird and everybody's weird. All right. Oh, welcome to TMS PM, but it's in the morning. That's it's right. TMS AM. That's right, everybody. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, tell your kids not to listen to that last part. All right. Here's this now that we're going to do now. I don't watch the news. It's time for the news, and it's brought to you by... Brought to you by a loose peanut in the bed. I think it's the one that Scott ate yesterday during uh, during Babel Royale with Brian Dunaway. So I must have. I took some peanuts. Uh, here's a little lid full. See? Yeah. Uh-huh. I just have little, these at the uh, handy here. Lid. Yeah. yeah, it's a nice little protein source. You know, you grab a peanut mm-hmm. and go for mm-hmm. it. And for some reason, one of these peanuts, a little half peanut, was just in the bed. I didn't take yeah. them in there. Uh, in the bed. I don't know why I was in there. Must have been in my shirt. Could have been. I was going to say, yeah. Do you ever like, you know, get a couple of them and like toss them and maybe one of them didn't land in your mouth and went down your shirt and. It must have. I mean, it's the only explanation I have because how else would a peanut mm-hmm. get in there? And Kim's like, I didn't eat a peanut. Yeah. I'm like, all right. I guess it was me. <laughs> um, I'm not going to kick her out of bed for eating peanuts. No, she can stay in here all she wants. Oh, but speaking of that voice, it's uh, Sam Elliott's birthday today. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Sam Elliott. 78 years old and uh, still kicking, doing great, looking good in that 1883. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody sent me a text or a tweet today said, he's awesome. Uh, You should watch 1987. He's amazing in it. And I went, 1987? (laughs) You mean movies from 1987? Like, you know, I know he's in uh, Roadhouse and, you know, maybe that's what you mean. he's in that new Yellowstone thing, right? Which is 17... That's 1883. 1883. That must be what they meant. Because why would they say 1987? It it auto-corrected. It basically... uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because 1883, I'm aware of. 1987, I mean, I would watch whatever the hell that is, but, you know. That's it's it. not like even, you know, those keys are, are right next to each other. You're like, oh, if they said, you know, you should watch 1772. Oh, I just, I had my, my home row. My hand was, was to the left on my home row. Yeah, your home row. Uh, all right, here's your first story. You know, uh, you heard about, we didn't talk about it, but Klondike uh, got rid of the Choco Taco. I know. You know, I'm glad we didn't talk about it because I would not have been able to keep from crying that day. Because well, the, listen, I have great news not, for you today. But keep going. Really, yeah. really, Scott. What's yeah. the great news? Well, tell me. Wait, do you, do you have a special connection to Choco Tacos? I like Choco Tacos. That's right. my special connection. Right, I right. like uh, that. You know, Tristan with the ice cream man. Ice cream man would come down the street. Yeah, man, I miss those days. Ice cream man doesn't come around anymore. No, they don't. They, I don't see him ever. In the summer, yeah, anymore. we used to have them like you know on this very street when Tristan was a little kid. He'd run over, he'd get the Super Mario uh, popsicle, which was uh, your basic, you know, 
shaped like Mario's head with a gumball for a nose. Yeah. And I'd, think, get a, uh, and I'd get a Choco Taco. And we'd you, sit you there think, on the porch and we'd eat our iced confectionery. Do you think popular culture has finally killed the uh, the, the the ice cream man? Because it's been creepified and there's a crazy clown oh, in there. Yeah. It's going to murder you. They're going to kidnap yeah. kids. Twisted metal. Twisted, Twisted metal. metal exactly. Single-handedly destroyed the ice cream man industry. Yeah, Sweet Tooth, man. He was a jerk. He was a jerk. That guy. Uh, yeah, well, anyway. probably was... Who knows? Because you think COVID would have been perfect. It's like great ice cream curbside delivery to my curb. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, Dice Tomato, you're you're kind of on the no, the nose here. I'll go ahead and read what happened. Okay, all right. Klondike looking at bringing back the Choco Talker after consumer uproar. They say it'll happen in the coming years, or whatever that means. <laughs> Kl- uh, <laughs> Klondike uh, officials uh, Wednesday said they would look at trying to bring back the apparently beloved Choco Taco in the coming years after facing an uproar. We know this is disappointing. We've heard our fans, and we're hoping to bring back this favorite treat back to ice cream trucks in the coming years. Except we just we just determined there are no ice cream trucks anymore. But whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's there's got to be you know they're they're in the works of like an app, an ice cream man app, where you basically you know if there's <laughs> enough demand in an area from kids. I'm home this summer. I want ice cream on these days. They can plug it in and actually get that's a. Not, uh, that's not bad. It's not a yeah, bad idea. That's something you could do, right? Easily. We got this gig economy going. Why not? Let's do yeah. it. Ice cream man. Would you trust some sort of rando? I guess, would you trust the rando who drives an ice cream truck versus the rando who drives a Subaru that happens to have ice cream in the back? Mm. Guess the same thing, isn't it? It kind of is. Yeah. I mean, the there's one no, tries to no fool you. vetting. The ice cream truck company doesn't vet the people it puts in there and say, okay, uh, do a background check on this fella. Well, they try to fool you because they got music. You know, they got uh, yeah, pretty right. colors or whatever. So you always think, oh, that's more legit. But really, that's the same serial killer, you know, rapist man inside there. And it's one of the few, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one of the few jobs where we still just say man. We don't say ice cream person. We oh, say ice cream man. There's, ice cream you know, man. You're right. Sure, there's many women. Yeah. Why? Why did that ever have a big uproar? I wonder. Yeah. Yeah. No women wanted to be associated with the the creepy stuff that happens in an ice cream van. I don't know. Right. right. Ice cream man van. Ice cream person. Ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a picture of Vanna the other day down, or no, I'm, um, this not the other day. It was a while ago, but we got him down near a river and we literally now had a picture of a van down a by the river. A van down by the river. <laughs> yeah. That was a thing I've been trying to do since he was born. I'm, I'm oh, Taylor that's fantastic. Yeah. Excellent. I can't Excellent. wait for this new one. I'm so excited. I miss Chris Farley. <laughs> I do too, man. So freaking funny. Yeah. What the frick? Bring him back. Heard, Can we reconstitute great, him? So I've started listening to, uh, in my <laughs> free time, started listening to the podcast uh, David Spade and Dana Carvey put on about the old Saturday Night Live days. Mm. And um, the Rob Lowe one is fantastic because he gets, they, they talk a little bit about this fight that, um, that Farley and Spade had during the making of Tommy Boy mm-hmm. when David Spade got to hang out with Rob Lowe while Farley was on the other side of the country having to do like a sketch thing or record something. Yeah. And so he comes back, he's like, hey, did you have fun with, did you have fun with Rob Lowe? <laughs> and they got into a big fight about it. Well, they were such, they were so inseparable. I think they were as close to best friends as you could be, right? So they probably had their little... Yeah. fighty moments yeah. or whatever i need to yeah. listen to that that sounds great it's really really good uh jedi 71 is is correct they do need better microphones i'm on an early episode so i don't know if they ever get better but 
there are times that you can't tell Carvey's voice from Spade's because they're they're very similar in in tone. It's you know you get that that uh, that kind of nasally. They both have that kind of nasally thing going on. Yep. And you just gotta wait for like some real sarcasm, and it's like, oh, that's Spade. I forgot those two <laughs> had any crossover, but I guess I guess Carvey was there when those two chuckleheads came on. Yeah, it was. I think a little bit, right? It was yeah. you know during the the changing of the guard. Yeah, of the eighties, a little yeah. bit of a spread there. <laughs> oh, uh, Chad, here's a picture of the taco taco for those asking what it looks like. That's that's oh, the yeah. delectable item there, that's and uh, so it's, it's an ice cream. You know, it's basically just an ice cream cone with a different formation. It's you know, it is. It really is. It's it's a drumstick. It, if you know, if you want to know what it is, it's a drumstick that's been flattened out and turned into a taco shape. Is all it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, and look, I'm sure it's very same. Good. It is the you know, it's the Taco Bell of drumsticks. It's the same ingredients, just arranged in a different a different way. Yeah. So they're bringing it back because they've heard you, which probably just means the stunt worked, and now they're going to have a huge run on these, and they'll make a yeah. lot of money. You remember? You remember what they did with the uh, Mexican pizza? We talked about it here. Speaking of Taco Bell, and said, mm. "Oh, we." Because of demand, we're bringing it back. We're so sorry. We took it off the menu. It's here to stay forever. Oh, we didn't anticipate how much you guys wanted it, and now we're out of it again. And mm-hmm. they've been out of it for for months. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't buy it. I think there's some bullshittery. It's, it's some weird bullshittery going on. Yeah, yes, I agree. Yeah. Um, all right. Speaking of speaking of food, you shouldn't eat probably. Sure. All right. Uh, here's a McDonald's story. That's an a artist. Segue. Yeah, yeah that's, pretty, that's not bad. An artist threw the pickle from a McDonald's burger on a ceiling. And is charging six thousand three hundred and twenty-five dollars for it. Okay, the Sorry. grammar of that sentence. I think it should be onto a ceiling, but I'll I'll let it go. I agree with you. Actually, yeah. it's bad bad writing over yeah. at today.com. Today, wow, I know. Hoda, fancy. Hoda, please get on the Hoda. get on the case. Willie Geist, what are you doing over there? Yeah, I don't know who any of these people are because I don't. Savannah watch Guthrie. <laughs> Wait, what happened to Matt Lauer and uh, Jingle Von? You don't want to know what happened to Matt Lauer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never mind. I know. I know exactly what happened to that guy. <laughs> um, First, he made uh, he got rid of Ann Curry, and then uh, and then he then they got rid of him. Oh, poor Ann Curry. Yeah, she did give us this though. No. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. In the news this morning. Good morning. It's amazing. <laughs> it's the best. It's one of the greatest things ever. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so here's the deal. Pickle. Australian artist Matthew Griffin uh, debuted a piece of work he called Pickle. It's very simple. Okay. It's a single slice of pickle he plucked from a McDonald's cheeseburger and subsequently stuck to the pristine white ceiling of a gallery space. And no, uh, it, it allegedly never fell from the spot. Uh Quite an arm, Picasso, they say. That's stupid. Yeah. Anyway. It is stupid, but what I do like in this thing is in the sentence, they do manage to use both plucked and chucked yeah, without like trying to make it run. The adventures of pluck and chuck. <laughs> uh, Coming to Nickelodeon. That's right. The work, which was recently shown at Michael Lett, a New Zealand uh, gallery that hosted former cucumber or for, hosted the former cucumber at its show called Hosting Fine Arts Sydney. Uh, he's known for all sorts of bullshit. Um, he's mm-hmm. known for other mm-hmm. art and stuff. Anyway, he wants to sell this thing for ten thousand Australian dollars, which is about six thousand three twenty nine US. Um, Brian, would you pay for this pickle at that level? With that uh, well, first of all, I'd like to, I'd like to, 
Uh, let's do this in Cliff voice. Yeah, I'd like to point out that uh, it's not really so much about the pickle. It's about the ketchup and the tenacity of the adherence from the uh, ketchup to said ceiling. <laughs> All right. It is. It's, it's not about the pickle. It's about the ketchup. Let's let's face it. It's, it is. Uh, You're right. I don't think yeah. the pickle is of the worst you, here. You throw a clean, a clean pickle at a ceiling, it's not going to stick. But you need that ketchup. You yeah, want that right. ketchup. That's right. Your car is not cool, but the gas that drives it. See, think of that. Think of those things. You got to look at what's underneath. It's not just a pickle. Right. There's some some adhesive-ass uh, yeah. ketchup business I going on. I think the on. whole thing, here's what sucks about the whole thing, is that, oh, here you go. Here's, you know, here's the pickle that I threw at the ceiling. You want the ceiling, too. Like, the only way really to make this work is to cut that chunk of ceiling with the pickle and the ketchup. And uh, and sell that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You want the ceiling. Yeah. You know what you need. You need the ceiling at the McDonald's. Well, yeah, yeah. Did he do it at that? It was at the McDonald's. No, he did it at the gallery. Took the pickle at the with gallery. him and then okay. flicked it onto the ceiling in the gallery and said, "Here's my art." I just think this is trolly as hell. When people yeah, do this sort of thing, exactly. they they for it to work, they count on people being suckers. So well done, right. you suckers. Right. Yeah, that's that's effed up. Ugh. Dumb. It's dumb. Dumb. Griffin. Uh, check your watches, everybody. Earth broke the record for the shortest day since atomic clocks were invented as of, let's see, what day was it? Doesn't say what the hell day June it was. June 29th. June 29th. Yep. They recorded the shortest day on Earth since the invention of the atomic clock. Planet's rotation measured at 1.59 milliseconds short of the normal 24-hour day on June 29th, according to the International Earth Rotation and Reference System Service. An organization to uh, in charge of global timekeeping. The rotation of the uh, length of time. Sorry, a rotation is the length of time the Earth takes to spin once on its axis, which is roughly eighty four thousand six hundred seconds. Uh, the previous record was documented on July nineteenth, twenty twenty, when the day measured one point four seven milliseconds shorter than normal. Um. Anyway, you may not think that's very much. It's not really because it isn't. It isn't very much. Yeah, the it's not one very point. much at all. It is. It just shows a weakness. It shows a weakness in our ability to get that 100 percent correct. Because mm-hmm. Earth's going to do little changes here and there and do weird shit. Humans yeah. have whatever thing we came up with to measure a thing, and now it's not exactly right. So I don't know who you. Blame. That's why we have leap years and and stuff like that. We've yeah. got you know need to have adjustment things built in for adjustments. I agree. So go check your clocks. Set them accordingly. Listen, the Mickey Mouse is on me and my wife's uh, Apple watches still sync up. So as long as that's happening, then... Do then... you guys still use that face? I like that face. No, I don't. Oh. I'm, I use This is my favorite face right here is the, uh, the one that's got every piece of information. Let's, let's tap it. Uh, uh, there, there it is. is. Oh, yeah, I like all the info, too. Yeah. Yeah. But before mine broke, I loved having all the data like that. Yeah, I want time. I want to know what the weather's going to be uh, for the next, you know, six hours. I want uh, whatever battery power I have on here, how far I am on my rings, and what's the current temperature. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> um, Bobby Frank says uh, he thinks it's the opposite. This shows how good we are at tracking things. No, that's a good way of looking at it. I don't want to see all the. I don't want to see the poo poo end of the stick here. Oh. Yes. I think it's a good point. We are really good at this. You're right. Our glass half full. Well done, Bobby. Yeah. Oh, that was good. Thank you. Someone Thank you. write that down. Holy shit. <laughs> that was actually really, really perfect. Uh, 
You know, sometimes our jokes are cheesy and whatever. That was enlightened. That was really good. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, you're welcome. We're going to take a break. When we return, speaking of Bobby, uh, he'll be on. But yeah. before him, uh, Bill will be here. Bill will be here first. It's like cut sure. the ring green wire. But before you cut the green wire, <laughs> cut the red wire. Anyway, that'll be upcoming here soon. But we can't do any of this shit without a song. So what do you got there? Yeah, this is uh, a guitar-driven indie classic. Um, this uh, listen the the label describes this guy as an ace new UK indie artist, and I agree. This guy is ace. Uh, I agree with Nub Music. You're completely <laughs> true. This guy's from St Albans in the UK, and he's been influenced by bands like the Pixies, Radiohead, and Smashing Pumpkins. I can hear a little bit of that in here. The song is called "My Friend," oh. uh, brand new single from Mark J. Giddon. Here is "My Friend."
Let's talk about coffee from our good friends at Trade Coffee. Oh, man, Trade's so great. Everybody around here fell in love with these guys as soon as we got the stuff. Trade Coffee connects customers to the freshest and best tasting coffees you've ever tasted. Certainly better than anything you've made at home. And they do this by partnering with the country's best craft roasters. These are independent businesses. They might be from small towns to big cities. Trade customers are truly impactful uh, to these independent roasters. These, this is an important thing, okay? Don't forget that. Got to help those small businesses. That's one way to do it. It's uh, sometimes the largest source of growth for those guys, so we got to do that. Expertly tasted coffees are the name of the game. Trade's coffee team actually taste test thousands of coffees to keep 450, that's right, 450 different kinds live and ready to ship any day. There's no one perfect coffee out there, but there is a perfect coffee for you. And Trade's human-powered algorithm, well, they're going to find it. They also have a first match guarantee, which says this, Trade is so confident, they'll match you the right time the first time, okay? And if they don't, they'll take your feedback and an actual coffee expert We'll get with you and send you a brand new bag for free. All right. It's pretty great. So uh, all I know is, as someone who's not much of a connoisseur of, of coffees, you know, I don't really know the difference between a lot of them. I can tell you that what I tasted here did taste way better than I'm used to. And the coffee drinkers in my life loved what Trade sent. It's really, really good. And uh, taking the test on the site super easy. You'll be in and out of there in no time. So go check it out right now. They're offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order, plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash TMS. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. So get started today. Take their quiz at drinktrade.com slash TMS and let trade find a coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com slash TMS for $30 off. The convenient and compact chair that folds up and fits right in your pocket. Introducing the Titty Bear. <laughs> Every time. Yep. The Morning Stream. You're soaking in it. And we have returned. Who was that uh, again? <laughs> That was Mark J. Giddon from St. Albans in the UK. That is an uh, indie guitarist with a brand new song called My Friend. Oh, I like My Friend. My Friend. My Friend. Hello, my friend. Hello. <laughs> Your bat cave's open there, Bill. All right, Bill Duran joins us. As you know, it's uh, speaking of friends, good friend Bill Duran joining us on Tuesdays to talk about the world of making things. And uh, Bill, I, I assume today's probably no different. How are you? You assume correct. I'm oh, doing good. great. Good. good. I try not to I assume, got a fun, you know, I do what I I can. got a fun project I'm working on, and I have a cool technique I want to talk about. Ooh. Cool. I mm-hmm. can't wait to find out what this is, so lay it on us. Uh, have either of you tried to do any 3D scanning with your phone? Uh, no. I did early on. Um, oh. Yeah, there was some app where it was like... Uh, Basically, I stood in one place while a crazy neighbor waved the phone all around me to try and get a uh, uh, <laughs> a recording of so me. So is it the iPhone's supposed to have a really, really good spatial thing, right? Like it's supposed yeah. to be good yeah, at it. Yeah, you just need an app to do it. What? Uh, but it's a long time ago. I'm sure things have gotten better, haven't they? Yeah, probably. They sure have. And uh, I've been playing with it a whole bunch 
and I've even started using it in projects. Uh, mostly, I've just been doing it for fun. I got the app on my phone. Um, I can grab things out in the world with it. Like, like I'm taking a snapshot, which is kind of neat since it's in my pocket. Uh, so, for example, when I was in Hawaii, among other things, there were these 400-year-old petroglyphs, just a, a rock with a cool carving on it. Mm-hmm. And I scanned a couple of those, and now I have them forever. I have a perfect 3D, per, quote-unquote perfect, 3D representation of the... Uh, uh, the petroglyphs on my phone now, and there, and I can take it that three D. I could scan it, or I could three D print it if I want. I could put it in a movie if I want. It's just kind of amazing that I can take my phone, run the camera around an object for like a minute, and then I just I've captured the whole thing. That's really what, cool. What's your yeah. which app? What's the app du jour at the moment? There's so many in here. Uh, right, Polycam is the one I've been using. It seems to be one of the better ones. Um, you now a lot of the phones. So my phone, I got the 12 Pro Max because it has a lidar camera yeah. on it. Yeah. But you don't need that to use these apps. You can um, you can scan with lidar, but you can also scan with uh, just using images. Uh, but also, Polycam has a website, so you can take a bunch of photos of an object from every angle like 100 uh, photos, and then upload those right to their website, and it'll do all the the processing right there. You don't even need to use your phone. Um, And I've been trying both of those methods uh, to great results. Ooh, weird. People are doing their faces and stuff. Ooh. Ooh. Uh Uh-huh. Well, I just just tweeted out an image of my 3D scanned head that I'm using in a project. You go check that out. (laughs) I am going to go there right now. So if you do have a LiDAR camera on your phone, you can use that option. And it's generally good for um, – it, it, it actually projects a real-time 3D model as you're walking around, which is kind of neat. Uh, but it's better for scanning large things like the inside of a room or any, the outside of a building. Uh, it doesn't do detail really, really well. If you want to get small detail, if you want to scan small things, then you want to use the photo mode. Uh, and like you were saying, Brian, you just walk around while you get your crazy neighbor to point your phone at your face. <laughs> and uh, oh, this it'll, is so cool! Wow, it's, it's really fun. Um, yeah, we so we scanned our, our noggins for this what, uh, project. Why'd you close on. your eyes, by the way, for that? Um, so that I don't have some images with my eyes open and some images oh, with my eyes closed. Gotcha. Might as well just keep them closed. Sure, yeah, sure. <clears throat> I had Britt try. Uh, I, I did a. a a model of Brit's head, and she had her eyes open for some of it, which means one of her eyes was looking kind of weird because she blinked while it was taking a photo. So uh, we don't need our eyes for these models, so we just uh, we just kept them closed. It seemed to work God, really well. Really, really, God, it, it, it's so it's so much better than it was years ago when I had, like I said, had crazy neighbor do it. Yeah, yeah. And um, this one was just with my phone, just waving my phone around my head. Huh. So can you now print that, like? You know what I mean? Like, I could, yeah, yeah. I could. Uh, I wouldn't have the the uh, color on it. Obviously, I'd have to repaint mm-hmm. the color. But you could three D print that. Now the files it spits out uh, need a little work. They're they're not perfect all the time. Sure. Um, so mine, I had to chuck into a couple of applications before they were before I could put them in Fusion three hundred and sixty. I had to use Mesh Mixer to clean it up a little bit. I like trimmed off some of the geometry I didn't need, and then I had yeah. to to simplify the geometry that was like 90,000 polygons and <laughs> fusion fusion doesn't like anything over 10,000 polygons getting imported. So I, uh, I decimated it down and then I threw it in fusion and it works great. 
Yeah, I, I can take measurements out off. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I can take measurements with calipers of my real head, which is what I did to confirm the scale. So I measured that from ear tip to ear tip, it's like 181 millimeters or something like that. And then I went in fusion and I measured the same two points to verify that it's exactly the same size. And it is. And then I can just 3D model around it. That's so cool. Awesome. That's pretty cool. I love it. Oh, Very wow. cool, man. That's right. great. I'm looking at my office here. Oh, yeah, that's crazy can, uh... how good that did. Wow. I mean, I didn't do it very long, and I kind of was very quick about it, but it got my mm -hmm. microphone, the two monitors. It rendered Brian's face. Yeah, what? really? Uh, from from. Yeah, I'll send you this. Right now it's a little scrumptious, but uh, I'll, I'll yeah. send you this image. It's pretty great. Yeah. Um, yeah, that kind of stuff. This stuff fascinates me, and I don't know even yeah. why. I mean, I could take a picture of my desktop, and it would look cool, but there's something about, I don't know. Just having all this yeah, 3D of having like the object, like knowing the the, the facets that make yeah, it. Up. And yeah, you can. It's like a photo, but you can turn the object around and see the other side of it. Did you? Um, can you? Um, uh, was the? Oh, does lighting matter? Like, does that does that have a big impact or a factor here? Yeah. So you want good light just so that you good get good images anyway, yeah. and then it depends on the output of your model. So for me, I'm using these for scale reference. It doesn't actually matter what the texture looks like. Um, it's kind of nice that it includes it, but it's not necessary. Yeah. Uh, so if you're going to use something, let's say, let's say you were going to scan something, and I see people do this all the time now. If they're making a, th a, th a 3D scene of some kind, they're making a short film or something or a movie, mm -hmm. and they just need to fill the background with stuff. They'll go outside, 3D scan a, a tree, and then chuck it in the background. It's blurry in the background. Doesn't need to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Throw it in the scene. However, you don't want to take if your scene is supposed to look. Uh, overcast, you don't want to scan something with lighting that is uh, direct sunlight because the model will permanently have direct sunlight on it. Hmm. Uh, if that the, the texture will look like it permanently has direct sunlight on it. Sure. So depending on your output, you may want to be more cons like you may want to try and scan something with overcast light anyway, so it's nice and soft, doesn't have hard shadows. But anyway, there's a ton of practice to do, like learning how to take photos really well, learning what is good lighting for what your output is and all that. Uh, and it's worth just playing with a whole bunch because it's it's so cool. You could just make models and you're like, oh, that didn't work, throw it away. Yeah, um, just... I signed up for, I paid for an account, I think it's like $6 a month, and they'll let you do 150 of them a, a month. <laughs> so that'll keep me busy. Wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome, dude. I love this kind of <laughs> Very stuff. Very cool. You made me want to go try all these apps and just see what's what's you know good this one seems to the one you tell us about is like tons yeah, of reviews can. almost full five stars it seems like that's yeah, maybe the, yeah. the one to seems have like the yeah and if anyone's interested in this like i said just grab the app and when you're out and about give it a shot if you're out if you see a non-moving object i even scanned my cat when he was asleep <laughs> you know there's a really cool um sculpture in downtown denver that i think it'd be awesome to like oh yeah scan and 3d print and see if i can make a little desk yep. desktop version of it yeah that'd be cool i've i've scanned um i made some props for our friends at film riot that they used in a film so i mailed the props off to them but before i mailed them i scanned them hmm. so i still have 3d models of the props <laughs> i made brilliant oh that's yeah. great what a great use yeah. oh yeah and then uh uh some things to keep in mind um shiny things still don't work mm, great sure. shiny. it makes sense yeah reflective yeah yeah so i i tried to scan my car and it's just a mess it didn't really work all that well yeah uh now for our mod we're making helmets right now the the head 
scanning is for making some space helmets. And the uh, the visor, I have a, a visor, a store-bought like face-covering visor that I want to use. So I scanned that. Uh, but since it's reflective, I covered it in masking tape. I just covered every surface in masking tape hmm. and scanned it, and oh. it worked perfectly. Really? It's a great, yeah, great solution. So I, I dropped that in Fusion 360 as well, and now I can 3D model around that visor, and I know it'll fit. That's cool. Which is kind of awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Well, look yeah. at you, new tool in your toolbox, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I hope I hope people give it a shot and go play with it. It's really neat. I agree. Uh, go check those out. And I know some of the Android phones also have similar features. You can probably find similar apps. Uh, so for those Android users out there, get your LiDAR scanning on. Um, and, uh, <laughs> you bring a little bonus link for it for us this week. What do you got? I do, yeah. So this is our friends over at Kamui Cosplay. And a year ago, they did a video on 3D scanning for um, a costume they were working on. So if you're interested in learning more about this for cosplay, they've got a video. Uh, and then we'll have a video out soon uh, showing how we're using it to make some space helmets. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, see, look at this. Wow. Dude, some of this is creepy good. So glad right? this guy has a weird is making a weird face with his... Uh, uh, with his YouTube title card, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the way of the future. It is. It works, obviously. Yeah. It, you know. I hate that it works. I really yeah. hate it. But oh, yeah. all the videos I've done that have more engagement are yeah. with that stupid outline and a face every time. <laughs> now, see, see, if I put my face in, face in a thumbnail, it's poison. The only thing my, people want really? to see in my thumbnails are a is big photo of the prop. Yeah, yep. sure. Yeah, and if you're doing see, but similar situation, right? Like if you're going for whatever, <laughs> you can you can argue whether it's good personality or not. But if you're going for somebody who's just your favorite commentator or he's funny when he plays video games or whatever, yeah. Yeah. the face with the outline, that makes sense. But if you're like a serious crafting dude, Nobody well, wants to see you going, if, <laughs> if you made a video, though, that was 10 things you don't ever want to do when you're recreating props, yeah, you need yeah. to have your face on there going, yeah, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> holding, up, holding up a handful of melting hot glue and looking like I'm screaming. Yeah, yeah I can see that. You it's know right what more. it is? It's the current, it's the, it's the today version of what all those old infomercials did when they did the black and white like have yeah. you tried to yeah. put a blanket away and the lady yeah, going right. black and white in that yeah. like i can't fold this <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what this modern day equivalent of is it drives me yeah. crazy anyway uh bill as always it's a pleasure if people want to check out your work they can go over to punishprops.com of course or the youtube channel with the same name uh, thanks for hanging out with us, man. I hope you're doing good. Oh, you're going to, there's a new con coming up. When's that? What's going on? Oh, awesome. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. So Silicon is Adam Savage's con. <laughs> mm -hmm. Great name. Yeah, that's great. Uh, SiliconSJ.com is the website. That is August 27th and 28th in San Jose. And there are going to be a ton of maker guests there, including me, but just a crap load of my friends. I'm excited to just go hang out with like yeah. a dozen of my friends. Uh, and you can too. Yeah. So, uh, if anyone's going to be in the area that weekend, please come to the event. It's going to be awesome. Lots of making. Lots I of makers. Agree. Also, I was watching TikTok the other day, and uh, one of Ali's videos popped up, and there was Bill again doing some shit. I forgot. <laughs> Go watch oh, Ali's right. video. Yeah. I got. That'll be my recommendation next week. But <laughs> I yeah. helped Ali Spagnola make a bear head. Yep. With, <laughs> with deer, deer antlers. Yep. Deer bear. Deer bear. Yeah. Bear deer. Yeah. A bear deer. Uh, go look at it. It's great. Uh, Bill, have a great week. And uh, we'll look forward to hearing the four other rad things you did when we talk to you next time. See ya. Bye now. See ya. All right. <laughs>
<laughs> cool. Very cool. It is cool. I'm going to mess with that scanner today. I'm sure you are, yeah. I'm going to take a minute for myself. That's what I'll do next time. I'll scan the I'll scan the rock that I sprayed with. Um, oh, there you go. That'll yeah. That'll nice. distract me. Good, good solution. <laughs> All right, uh, Bobby, time, everyone. Put on your Bobby clothes because he's coming in here, hot and ready to trot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what any of that well. means, but sure, why not? Um, let me find his intro first. That'd be good. Science. Hey, look who it is. It's Bobby Frankenberger joining us for some science talk. He is the host or one of the hosts of the fine podcast All Around Science and a great member of the Frog Pants community. Welcome back, Bobby. Thanks for having me back. It's good to have you <laughs> back. Hey, good um, to have you. Are you, uh, um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. I had something to say to you about a thing that was science related and now I forgot. Oh, how much of that space junk up there is ours? You know, we talked about you know, Luxembourg joking. has forty pieces of it. Yeah, do we? Have, we probably have thousands, right? I'm but sure we have quite a lot. I don't know because uh, we're just because we're pigs. Um, we throw our trash in the space and we're gross, right? Yeah. Well, it's hard to get it down. Yeah. You know, I you say we just throw our trash in a space, but when you put it up there, like nobody, it's comp like. I guess nowadays they talk about having a reclamation plan for all that stuff. You know, you could put. There's a lot of ways you could do it, right? If you're going to put a booster on your rocket that you're sending and you know the boosters fall off, yeah, you know, you, um, this is a bad example because the boosters will fall to Earth. But just imagine that it came, it was intended to come off in orbit and it would be still around orbit. You could attach a little rocket to the booster that just shoots it towards the Earth. I got it. Okay. Yeah, like it, um, that reminds me of a video game and I can't think of what it was, but there was a game where you could do this very thing, attach a, a little they were like a gun shot these rockets but it shot them to attach to something and then shoot them somewhere else oh interesting that wouldn't be how we did it i'm sure but it's it was a cool idea because you could change the trajectory oh that's what it was you could fire the rocket it would go clunk and then you had a secondary control where you would aim the rocket hmm. where you wanted it to go and then you ignited it and then that thing would go and off where whatever it was to attached to would go off in yeah that and you could do it to players and their ships and i don't remember what game Actually, this sounds is. kind of fun yeah it was <laughs> i remember liking it this may have been late yeah. 90s or something anyway uh well that's interesting but that's not really what you brought today um what are we discussing today in the world of science well, I was thinking that we've been talking a lot about, like we as in everyone's been talking a lot about heat lately. Like Amy came on last mm, week and sure. talked about how gross and sticky the heat was. Now UK is hot out there for us things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The UK has been getting a ton of heat and, and unprecedented over in places. So I thought um, not only would it be interesting to talk about heat and our body's ability to uh, – to deal with heat, but there's actually a um, a study that was done not too long ago that updated what our understanding is about what the maximum temperatures that are safe for humans to to be in are. And it's a uh, you'll never believe what it is now. Oh um, wow! I'm gonna click this. <laughs> I'm gonna click this link bait and find out. <laughs> Tell me more. How- make a face, Bobby. Yeah. Quick, make a face to make me uh, check out that. There we go. Okay, good. There's the. Now I'll check out this video. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Somebody at home so, tap um, that and go make some fake YouTube art from that. That'd be great. <laughs> so anyway. you guys have heard of heat stroke before? Oh yeah, right? I've, had, I've had that before. 
It's the Have worst. you really? What, oh, yeah. what happened? What was the situation? All right. So I was in Mississippi. I was on a bike and there was a period. It was really hot. And mm-hmm. we were, I can't remember why we didn't get water that morning. There was something going on where we didn't get water. And I went out on this long bike ride and I'm like, I don't know, 20. And I'm dry, I'm riding this bike and I got a friend there with me. And I look down at my arms. I'm starting to feel just kind of woozy and tired. Yeah, I look yeah. down at my arms and I'm actually sweating like pee. It's like yellow liquid coming out of my arms. Oh God! Okay. Yeah. Um, a doctor once told me that that that's that's your body going. We're all out. Where's do we have any liquid? What's the nearest no. exit? Yeah, we got <laughs> probably, okay, we got some pee it's left. Probably your ki- your kidneys are starting to fail at that point. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I mean it was oh it was pretty gnarly, and I ended up passing out and wiping out on the bike in the ditch, and uh, he turned back around, and came to get me, and. Anyway, it took me a while to kind of come to, got some water in me, and I was okay within a couple hours, but went to the doctor. He said, yeah, you had full-on heat stroke. Nice job. Maybe drink some water. That's what he said. Yeah, they can do blood tests to determine whether you've had a heat stroke because a lot of things are going on inside your body during heat stroke that are very dangerous and concerning. And it makes sense that it might happen. You said you were in Mississippi? Yeah, Mississippi. Yeah, very Um, hot. Because it's very humid there. Yeah. And um, one of the ways that, or the primary way that your body keeps cool is by sweating. And in order for that to work, you can sweat all you want. In fact, in when you're in 100% humidity, let's say you sweat quite a lot and you notice it um, because it's not evaporating. And that's the really important part right. is um, when it's very humid, there's, there's too much moisture in the air that it can't easily evaporate the sweat from your body, and it's that act of evaporation that actually cools you. So heat stroke is more likely to happen in very humid, hot places than it is in dry places. Right. Um, and so that makes sense that it, that it happened there. But literally, when you're going into heat stroke, um, your body is like, <laughs> it's almost boiling from the inside, right? It's... um when your body temperature gets over about 104 Fahrenheit or so or 105 um, is when this starts to happen your your you have your body goes through a bunch of inflammation your blood actually starts to coagulate <laughs> um, wow. and, inside your body and uh, and it's it's not great no that <laughs> seems bad situation. that seems really bad probably worse yeah. the, worse or way worse the older you get right because your body's not as good at yeah. handling that kind of crap I'm glad I was 20. Yeah, and one of the things, one of the first things that shuts down are your kidneys, and that's probably why that started to thing weird thing with sweat happened. I'm guessing. I don't actually know specifically if sweat is connected. I think that's what he said. He said something like, "It was a year, obviously a really long time ago," but he said something about kidney. That's when your kidneys are over. You know, they they're they're doing a thing you don't normally they don't normally need to do or something. Yeah. Something yeah, like that. now it's it, you're lucky that it was happening because of it sounds like you said you were on a bike you you probably had exertion um related heat stroke which is you you're just overexerting yourself in a situation like that and and in those situations um having permanent uh damage or even death is very unlikely. Yeah. Um and it's because your body's real good at saying hey you shouldn't be exerting yourself this much. We're boiling in here. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then it's, it makes it so you can't do that anymore. It just shuts muscles down and says, like, stop. Just stop. Um, and so you won't continue to do that. And you'll start to cool down a little bit and everything. Um, but you can experience heat stroke just by sitting there and not doing anything if it's hot enough. 
And um, and if you're going into heat stroke, it's it can happen very quickly and and cause a lot of damage quickly. But anyway, so what? Uh, this is all related to temperature. And like I said, you you can go into heat stroke just by sitting around. You don't have to be exerting yourself to get into heat stroke. Um, your body just has to exceed a safe temperature, and your body has to stop being good at uh, keeping yourself cool mm-hmm. internally. Um, so what is a safe temperature? And that's what this is all about, right? Yeah. I, actually, I wanna, want you to guess. Can you guess what is uh, considered to be a safe temperature um, oh, in which your body can handle what it needs to be if able I had to, to handle? guess... Uh... Oh, I don't know, Brian. What do you think? What do you I think? Mean, the, 100 degrees 100? would be because I mean, you want something close to 98.6, right? Your 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 basic internal body temperature that would make so, sense to me. Um, I'll, I'll yeah, say you, as you, far you, as you're, that you're range. thinking, you're thinking, Brian, that's a that's a really good place to start in terms of like logically thinking this out is is your What's, internal yeah. temperature versus the external temperature, right? right. What is probably, your right exactly? I know that I withstood at like 120 once in Phoenix. Um, that doesn't wow. mean um, I, I could do it for long. <laughs> so as far as as far as optim, optimal, Brian's must be right. Like you want to be. It's right probably right. higher than mine, right? Like you're because you're not talking about the optimal. You're talking about kind of the maximum. Or are you talking optimal? So so, so we're talking about if you're just sitting around, what yeah. is the temperature it could be outside? Oh, gotcha. Okay. Before your body will eventually like like there's a certain temperature that when you hit that temperature, then then anything above that, you're on you're on easy street to heat stroke eventually. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't do anything, you're sure. you will get there. Um, and uh, and actually in the ch- in the chat, um, I, we might have some heat stroke experts here. Like, <laughs> Claire apparently knows a lot about heat stroke um, <laughs> because uh, I'm I'm not going to jump the gun. What I wanted to start with is is what is what we has traditionally been the common knowledge of what safe temperatures were. And that's about 95 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, at 100, so humidity is really important here, as I said. So that's 95 degrees Fahrenheit at 100% humidity. Or if you're at 50% humidity, you're talking 115 degrees Fahrenheit. So there's a big range there depending on the humidity. And the way that they, it's interesting how they determine and measure these temperatures. They, they It's based on what's called the wet bulb temperature. Um, and this is really cool. So what what you can measure is the if so if you take a thermometer and you throw a wet wet rag over top of it that's called measuring a wet bulb temperature and what happens is um, it measures what the theoretical lowest temperature that any chunk of air can get to by evaporating water right right so when evaporation happens it what in the in close to the place where the evaporation happens the air gets cooler and it's because you're literally cooling the air by by putting water into it and and diffusing like energy and spreading that around and 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 just cooling it off and so if you put um a wet towel so to speak it's more technical than this but put a wet washcloth over a thermometer and um and measure the temperature once it equalizes it's it's gonna that's gonna tell you what the the wet bulb temperature is which is the theoretical lowest temperature that evaporation can make that the area around that thermometer and the reason that's important for your body is because that can tell you theoretically 
what the lowest temperature your evaporating sweat can make the air around you. Interesting. Right? Okay. Because your body is kind of like when it's sweating, you can think of it like the like the wet rag, right? right. You're just yeah. a wet rag at yeah. that point. Um, <laughs> and so, so when they did a lot of these tests with people and all this kind of stuff, they found that... Um, that number. It was a 2010 study that showed about 95 degrees Fahrenheit at 100% humidity. That's safe. That's your body. Once, it, if it goes beyond that, your body can no longer regulate its own temperature. For for a typical healthy person, by the way, this is not for everyone. Yeah, if you got other issues, sure. Yeah. Beyond this, the body can't cool itself. So what they did was they actually um, recently, just this year. Or maybe it might have been the end of last year. They they updated that because they have new tools where they can measure this. They have these little things called um, what are they called? Uh, they're they're these little pills that they can telemetry pills. These little pills you can put in and you can swallow, and they can record your like core mm. body temperature mm. from from inside your body. So what they did was they gave people these these pills, just n- normal healthy people, and had them sit around in a room and just do normal things in your day-to-day life. Sit and read, do stuff on your phone, uh, cook or mm-hmm. eat. <laughs> um, just <laughs> things that you would do. Just, just go on about like, your life, yeah. yeah. Yeah, going about your life just like as if you were just a normal person not doing anything strenuous. And and in the room that they were in, this this room, they could they could finally adjust the temperature and humidity of the room. And oh, so what they would do is they would at a certain humidity they would they would slowly increase the temperature or increase the humidity and watch the body temperature of the person and and your body doing its job keeps you at a steady temperature even if you increase the temperature in the room right 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 and so the at the moment when your body's temperature starts to increase as read by this telemetry pill that's the point right there once your body's temperature starts to increase that's what they call the critical environmental limit. Um, and that's, that's l- the same thing. And so what they expected to see was this 95 degrees Fahrenheit, right? Because yeah. that's what had been thought. Once you reach 95 degrees Fahrenheit, you're on the path to heat stroke. Interesting. Um, so They found, though, yeah. do you think it's going to be higher or lower? Uh, Brian, this is fun. I'll go higher. I'm yeah. going to go, I'll go lower just to see what we get here. I mean, the expected thing is higher, so it's probably going to be lower. <laughs> yeah, you, you're you're right. Um, yeah. <laughs> they found I out win. that 100%, <laughs> 100% humidity, it actually was 88 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, really? Really? Wow. Yeah, much lower than people expected it to be. That's when you're, you're the crit, that was the critical environmental level and limit. That's when people's temp- body temperatures started to go up. And these are healthy, I think they even said athletic adults. <laughs> um so so it could be even lower for many people huh. and so that's the 30 that's the 30 around 30 c that i saw people 30 celsius oh the celsius yeah saying, right right um in the so chat. does that so does that actually add to the i feel like you just gave us a bad some bad news because it means with these increased temperatures and with overall uh you know global temps going up even right. if they're small incremental ones but you're seeing, you know, big heat waves in places that usually don't get heat waves or whatever. We are critically um, in a bad position for this because it needs to be much yes. lower than that for us to not start having issues or potentially issues. Yeah, 
Yeah. That's, that's bad. Yes, yes, that's not a great thing to know that. Now, nothing's changed in the sense that our bodies have not changed. We just now know that it's lower. So you could think about it as a good thing, mm-hmm. because now we know. Yeah. Um, and we've updated our knowledge. Uh, it's actually, so at 60% humidity, by the way, which is, is, which is uh, much lower than 100%, um, <laughs> it's, uh, that, that temperature is 100 degrees Fahrenheit, so still pretty low. Yeah. Um, and we're seeing places all the time that are getting up to a hundred Fahrenheit. Um, and, uh, wow. And it's not great. So there's a lot of parts of the world that are, that don't have air conditioning. Um, and, uh, and so, so what can you do? What would you do if you were, what would you think you could do to combat, um, heat stroke in these situations? Oh my gosh. Um, other than, you know, just flicking on the air conditioning, I mean, jump in the, uh, <laughs> maybe jump in the shower with the cool water going or something like that. Sure. Or, um, yeah. Like if you're experiencing heat stroke, you definitely want to do something extreme like that. Now jumping in the shower is not, I would you know, most people would call it extreme, but extreme in the yeah. sense that you need to do something now. Right. I mean, Nelly, Nelly told us to just take off all our clothes. Yeah. It's getting hot in here. Yeah. yeah really he would is. tell us that that guy, I think he's one track. <laughs> So, so, okay. I just watched prey and prey has, um, a plant you can eat. The movie shows this plant that the, the, the natives that the Comanche nation were eating to reduce their body temperature massively. And then they could, um, they wouldn't bleed out was the idea. Uh, do you think that was made up or do you think that flower exists or are there medications like that? Can I just get something that'll go, Hey, we're going to make y'all cold until the, until the, um, predator can't see you no more cool off off plans sure it sounds like made up stuff um and if it does exist it's probably not something you want to do (laughs) it's actually mess with the internal temperature of your body that's not how you want to combat this what you want to do is help your body maintain like in terms of heat stroke help your body maintain that temperature, not actually have your yeah. body's temperature change. Yeah. Um, your body's trying to keep that temperature because that's the temperature at which your internal organs operate the Function. best. Function, yeah. <laughs> um, and so you can drink lots of fluids. You mentioned, Scott, when you were in Mississippi, you think you, you forgot to bring water. Yeah, I just um, didn't drink that day. Yeah. Because if, mm-hmm. if your body runs out of fluids and it stops, sweat, stops sweating, then then you're very quickly going to head to heat stroke because that's the main way your body keeps cool is through sweat. Yeah. Um, you can stay out of the sun, of course. You can uh, be in a place out of the sun and get the air moving. If you don't have air conditioning, turn on fans, open windows. Um, definitely don't be in like, if you're going to be inside with the shade, don't keep the windows closed if you don't have an air conditioner because then it's just going to get hotter. Yeah. Um, and limit your activity because exertion, exerting yourself can can speed up. It, it, it increases mm. your body temperature, so you don't want to do that. Yeah, move yeah. very very slowly to the window and open it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Roll on right. the ground almost over. imperceivably towards the window. Yeah, that's interesting. So, um, and the idea, of course, being creating the bre- creating an alternative breeze if you don't have an air conditioner. Yes. You're, you're yeah, you facilit- want air to be moving because moving air also evaporates things. That better. I was going to say that contributes mm-hmm. to the evaporation yeah. that you're that you're not getting. Okay, interesting. Yeah. I just this I'm, is why uh, heat stroke is why you don't leave pets and children in cars because and and the elderly like pets, children, and the elderly are all more <laughs> susceptible to heat stroke than 
than younger, healthy people. Right. And, um, it makes sense. So, yeah. Well, uh, uh, so so the trick is, everybody, stay hydrated, really. Steven tells us every <laughs> yeah. Monday. Right. Who knew that we get some Steven in our science day with yeah. Bobby? Yeah. Who knew that it. Steven was trying to save your life? Hmm. Well, right. I always had a notion, but now I know for sure. That guy, <laughs> that's all. That's, that's, that's his superpower. Why do you think he's obsessed with comic books? That's what he does. Uh, well, this is great. Uh, if you would like to learn more about all this stuff, uh, science-related, it's often discussed and talked about on Bobby's show, All Around Science. What are you guys doing this week? Well, this week, um, it's funny that you guys mentioned uh, earlier about the 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 Earth spinning faster. Yeah, um, because we there was a news item I covered on yesterday's show that just came out. So if you want to, I dig in deep to what that means, why it is the Earth is spinning faster, um, if it's going to keep spinning faster, and what it means for us, because it actually has does have some implications for how we do things every single day here on Earth. Um, but uh, it's you don't, you don't need to be scared. People are dealing with it. Um, they're not like it's it's GPS. They just have to keep calculating it, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. to make sure we know, but but we do need to know the speed of the rotation of the Earth in order to to be doing things. But the main feature on the show was we have you ever thought about why roots actually grow downward? Oh my gosh! Uh, yes, I did. well some go kind of <laughs> parallel and irritate the hell out of me and ruin your lawn, but yes, for the most <laughs> but part they first go down <laughs> into Those the earth. Right? Yeah, right. They have to go down to go across. But yeah, yeah I just never like, thought about that. When you plant your garden, it's not like you take a seed. It's the instructions are not to place the seed in a particular way. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It's right. just the plant, the seed somehow some, knows. Some bulbs, though, you do want to plant with the, the you know, that's a certain true. spot down. But that's because, yeah. like, that's true. I think that that's a good point. But, you know, when you're talking about like a contained seed, right, right. With you like sprinkle a, them. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, you just which throw way them down. So, yeah. how does the seed know which way to grow the roots? Uh, we dug in real, like, we, we talked all about it on yesterday's episode. Uh, Interesting. I, oh, that's I cool. A lot. Yeah. Yeah was all around and all about science yesterday. All around and all about, but it is all around science is what you need to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, need to I need to get the other thing that I won't say so that people don't get confused. <laughs> so I need to go can, ahead and get that domain you are and redirect it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. do, you have, do you have people who get confused and go to the wrong place or can't find you because they think the name's No that? one's ever told me that they do, but every once in a while people, when they're saying it out loud, they say the other one. Make sure and you I, get and the, I have um, to correct them. <laughs> and make sure you get the Canadian version to all about science because you don't want oh, any Canadians right. going to the wrong place. Yeah, yeah, good Can't point. That, jeez. Uh, well, we all right, have a then. lot of Canadian listeners. Yeah, I'll bet you. So do we. Canada's there, man. Those guys are awesome. Australia, they're all listening for that. They're yeah. listening for that sound drop. Is yeah. what they're. Here's another one for them. Canada. All of their all of their little uh, receptors just went bing, and now they're on for the next episode. <laughs> Uh, Bobby, it's always good to talk to you. I hope you have a fantastic week. We'll do this again next week. And may your frozen camera ever be unfrozen. <laughs> okay, it wasn't just me. All right. Yeah, yeah, it was not just you. That's how he keeps cool as he freezes his camera. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't you if you were uh, Bob? Yes. No, I, I, Bobby's a handsome man. He should, he, he wants to be moving. <laughs> it all was the time. a great, it was a great view of him, you know, with his like, uh, he was gesticulating. Shrinking. Yeah. He was doing, he was doing Muppets. He was going, hello. That's right. Science. All right. Uh, check this out. We got a quick email to get out of here. Um, and it's more of a shout out than anything. But uh, Robin and Jim, fantastic members of our Tadpool, locals here. Uh, 
Jim's just one of the nicest people I've ever met. And Robin For sure. is amazing. Every time one of my kids has a birthday or an anniversary or something, one of her amazing custom cards comes in the mail. They're just really oh, so nice, wondrous yeah. people. Anyway, uh, he says, hello, Ren and Stimpy. I just want to get some good vibes flowing toward my wife, Robin. She's going to go under the knife this Wednesday. I guess that would be tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, tomorrow morning for hiatal hernia surgery and includes either a partial or full wrap of the esophagus uh, with her stomach to reduce acid reflux. She's been on a diet since early this year and today just lost 85 pounds. That's really great. It is great. Um, post-surgery wow. says that she will be on liquids between two and three weeks. I'm going to be uh, a champ slash chump and do the liquid diet with her if I can. <laughs> Good. Um, that's, no, that's no chump at all. That's incredibly nice of you. Wow. It sounds hard, but I am I am in awe of you doing that, Jim. Appreciate what TMS does for our spirits as well as the tadpole and the friendships we've made over the years. You guys all rock, Jim. Well, Jim, uh, I be the bloke in the chat. Uh, you uh, were thinking about you. Robin will do great. I have no doubt. And uh, tell you know, tell the doctor, don't be slippy fingers. Get it all done right, you know. <laughs> don't be uh, dropping stuff or doing any weirdness. Make it make it his best work. Okay, that's all I'm saying. I've been to West Valley. No, I'm just kidding. You guys are gonna be fine. <laughs> uh, that is uh, good to. Or I'm, I'll be really good to hear when she gets out. So let us know. Give us a follow up. Uh, yeah, in a couple please of days. do for sure. Um, that's it. Want to thank you all for supporting us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash TMS is the place. If you haven't already done it, please do so. Lots of reasons to join up, and one very small reason not to, which is none. There's no. It's so small you can't even see it. <laughs> That's how small it is, Brian. It's just tiny. It's how small it is. It's none. It's it's imperceptible, basically. Uh, so it. go check it Love out. Patreon.com slash TMS, and for everything else you may be looking for or trying to track down, you'll find it on our website, frogpants.com slash TMS. We're going to go, but we can't until there's a song. So make that Not happen. until I do this. Uh, Jeff wrote in, said, hello, Scimitar and Bardiche. Today is my 56th birthday. I don't know if this has been played before on TMS. It hasn't. But recently, I heard this song on Spotify and thought the cover master and the tadpool might enjoy it. I do. If somebody already has dibs for a request on August 9th, then feel free to play it whenever you need to fill in an open date. Can I get a tender, crisp bacon cheddar ranch? Always. Uh, and it's right here. Whoops. The tender crisp bacon cheddar ranch. There you go. Woo, there we go. I yeah. uh, love the show, though. Signed Jeff, a.k.a. Keg Tapper, when he's in the tadpole. Well, first off, happy birthday, 56th birthday, Keg Tapper. Nice to see that there are people older than, than us. <laughs> than us, I know. This, I love yeah. it. I had a guy yesterday going, he was, he was actually being kind of rude. He's a listener of the show, and he's, he's fine, whatever. But he goes, yeah. he goes, I looked up washed up 52 year old internet cartoonist on Dally mini or whatever. (laughs) And I went 53, try to keep up. And he wrote, oops, I will still love TMS. So I don't know why he was throwing shade, but whatever. Trolley, 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 McTrolley. But anyway, 56. Well done, man. It's nice. Very good. Ripe old age. Uh, all right, so uh, the song that Jeff wanted to hear is Electric Avenue. You remember that song that uh, by Eddie Grant that goes, Oi! at the beginning. And then in two separate instrumental breaks, he goes, Oh, yeah! But then also in another one, he goes, Oh, no! It's such a weird, you know, make up your mind, Eddie Grant. I'm not sure which it is. Cover is done by a band called Skindred from their album Shark Bites and Dog Fights. They released this thing back in 2009. Here are Skindred and their cover of Electric Avenue. 
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Ah, it was something. Hold on. <laughs>